0: Every mother, happy Mother's Day. So if you're a mother, stepmother, a grandmother <laughs> I had all my grandbabies. Um, if you could all stand up real quick, we want to give you a little gift. We're gonna give you another little gift later on, but I just want to honor you. If we could just honor them. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Woo! It is it is my honor. And everybody out there, congrat I mean, I just love you. Happy Mother's Day. I can't wait till you all come back so I can give you big hugs. Big, big hugs. Um, Sirius is going to hand out gifts right now. But as we get ready to start our service, I just want to honor you and just tell you how much we love you and we appreciate everything you do. Um, I know it's in this time it's very hard. It's very, very, very hard. You can have a seat. I know we have mothers with babies, so not sure. Um, I just want to um, take the time and welcome everybody online. Um, we can't wait till you guys can come back and we can give you big, big hugs. I don't know about everybody. I know the Heart of Worship Church is excited for when we can all meet again, have dinner together, and just hug on each other and praise each other. <laughs> praise, you know, being together. It's just going to be wonderful, and I just can't wait. So once we get out the gifts, <laughs> we're going to go into a word in prayer, and then we're gonna, Pastor Tony's going to give us a word but it's taken just a little bit long. (laughs) So um, if we can just bow our heads right now, in the name of Jesus, I thank you so much, Lord, for this time and this, for just being able to be in your presence, Lord. Lord. To be with our family, Lord to love on each other. Lord, I just thank you and I praise you for that, Lord. And Lord, we ask you right now to be in the middle of this service, Lord. I pray right now that you'll put an anointing on Pastor Tony, Lord, like he's never had before. And that the words will flow directly from you, Lord. And not only that, Lord, I pray that you will open our hearts. Everyone in this church and everyone online, Lord, just to open our hearts so we can receive your word. And let it be... Impact us for the rest of our lives, Lord Jesus. We honor you and we praise you and we thank you for your time in this word. In Jesus' name we pray. Time for church. Time for church.
1: So ready for church. So ready for church. Hallelujah. The lazy boy is going to have church in his lazy boy. Hallelujah! Let's see, Hallelujah. who am I going to listen to today? Time for church in my favorite recliner. Let's see. I know. I'll. I'll. I'll listen. I'll. I'll tune in. I'll get with that church that does the music thing. No. 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 I'll, I'll go with the other church with the music thing. Let's. Let's. Let's try that out. Nope. 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 I'm going to listen to that grace guy. That's who. I'm going to. I'm going to listen to that grace guy. Everything is okay. That's what I want to do. I'm going to listen to that great. Yeah. No, I listen to him. No, I mean I'm I'm gonna do something. Hey Mabel, who is that lady? Remember that lady? You know, that, that friend of yours, that, that crazy lady used to drive the school bus. But what what was the name of her church? Yeah, yeah that crazy guy. He, he wore a uh, license plate thingy around his neck. I wonder if he's gonna do that again. Like what what, what was that? Oh harder, yeah. Maybe I'll do that. That'd be totally different. I can live no, he's a little scary. Kind of amateurish. You know what I mean? Nah don't want to do that. He's... I know what I'll do. I'm going to listen to that guy that tells me that my blessing is right around the corner. I'm a, well, I've been around the block. That's four corners. I had not won the lottery yet. I need to tune in to him to find out exactly which corner that I need to be around where God can bless me because I want to be around that corner. Tongue in cheek. Folks, is that where we're heading? Is that where we are? Some of us. It's getting a little bit too cozy. It's getting a little bit too comfortable. Yeah, I'm so thankful that we have the technology that we have so the shut-ins can hear the message, can hear the Word of God, they can be blessed. And and I'm so glad that my brothers and sisters that don't want, that don't want to travel just yet can still be connected to us spiritually. But my brothers and sisters, this is not how it's supposed to be. And we can't get locked in. We can't allow ourselves to be lazy. Are we ready to be stirred up? I'm ready to be stirred up. I've been stirred up for weeks Amen. and I'm stirred up right now. So we're going to begin where we ended last week. Stirred up. Are you stirred? stirred up. Not shaken. Not shaken. Not shaken, stirred. Not shaken, because he's going to shake things. And this is part of the shaking that's going on. In Hebrews chapter 12, remember this is where we were. But now, he has promised, saying, Yet once more I will shake not only earth, but also heaven. Now this, yet once more, indicates the removal of those things which are being shaken, as of the things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God. Acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Remember, brothers and sisters, from last week. I don't want. I'm not going to repeat the message. Don't don't get nervous. But rem- <laughs> Michelle got a little nervous. But just don't get nervous. I'm not going to repeat it. But, but remember, when the the word of the Lord is coming to us in this New Testament, that word of the Lord. You know, if you go back, if you look at the prophet Haggai, the prophet Haggai, he prophesied that very thing. That very thing uh, about. 25, 2600 years ago. And then prophet Isaiah prophesied the same thing, probably about 2800 years ago more or less. And so then we can read the same thing in Peter. What Peter says in his book, he talks about the earth and the and the heavens being melted away. My brothers and sisters, it's happening. Things are being shaken. And remember what we talked about. Remember out of Luke when Jesus was talking about the, why do you call me Lord, Lord? And you don't even do the things that I'm commanding you. Well, you don't even do the, do the things I say. I'm going to tell you who is like the ones that are going to be the ones that do what I say. Those are the ones that they hear it. They're building their house on this firm foundation. The ones that do what I ask them to do, I'm going to loosely paraphrase this, are the ones that, uh, the ones that are building their house on this firm foundation. So that when the storm comes, not if it comes, but when the storm comes, when the shaking happens, man, we're being shaken all the time. In our own personal lives, in our own personal ways. But my brothers and sisters, the whole earth and heavens are being shaken. My brothers and sisters, this is an awesome, awesome thing. But Jesus says, those who have their feet planted on the firm foundation. He's the foundation. Remember what it said in Isaiah in Isaiah 28:16, Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Look, I'm placing a foundation stone in Jerusalem, a firm and tested stone. It is a precious cornerstone that is safe to build on. Whoever believes, whoever believes need never be shaken. Never be shaken. Remember, we've been in Psalm 62 for weeks now, but I've got to repeat it. I love this. My soul waiteth silently for God alone. My expectation is from Him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. I shall not be moved. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So now, my brothers and sisters, now moving forward. In 2 Corinthians, we're told in one twenty-three and 24, Moreover, I call God as witness against my soul that to spare you, I came no more to Corinth. Not that I have dominion over your faith, but our fellow workers for your joy, for by faith you stand. Remember, we were there last week. Remember, uh, just context, remember Paul promised that he was going to go there, but then he didn't go there because he said that if he would have went there, he would have had to rebuke them. and ch- He didn't want to go there to do that, so he just sent them the letter instead. And he was saying, it's not that I tell falsehoods, it's not that I waver, but I really didn't want to go and tell you something that you didn't want to hear. So, I'm writing you the letter. But, but, but I like this. Let this stand out to you, please, my brothers and sisters. For by faith you stand. How do we stand? By faith. by faith. Not a trick question. Easy, easy, easy. For by faith we stand. Now, let's move forward to Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand, that you may be able to to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So you see, my brothers and sisters, we know this. I know there are many, many veterans in the faith that are sitting in here among us. I know there are many veterans of the faith who are listening to us over the internet. Okay, my brother, we know about this. We've, we've studied this together. But my, I want to draw something to you. Remember what we just came out of. What, what, what? The heavens and the earth are going to be shaken. Not just the earth. And when it says the heavens, it's not talking about just the stars and the planets and, and you know, anything that we can see or can't see in the atmosphere near and far. No, he's talking about these principalities and these powers, these unseen things. They're going to be shaken. We know the enemy of our soul is the prince and the power of the air. My brothers and sisters, He is going to be shaken. All of that order, all of the earthly order, all of that thing that we walk by in the natural right now will be shaken. Hallelujah. It's all going to shake. It's all going to dissolve. It's all going to melt away. Now, continuing in uh, Ephesians chapter 6, please look this up later. And and again, I know you guys have studied, but but continuing in Ephesians 6, he says, Stand therefore... Having gird your waist with truth. Breastplate, he talks about the breastplate of righteousness. The preparation of the gospel of peace. The shield of faith. The helmet of salvation. The sword of the spirit. All of these things. Now, my brothers and sisters, think about this. Wouldn't it be so nice if we can just... He's telling us to put on the whole armor of God. So wouldn't it be so nice if we can walk over someplace and just put on that whole armor of God and then the enemy of my soul cannot touch me? Well, we can. We can. But it's spiritual. It's supernatural. Yeah. It's supernatural. We have to do this supernaturally. And, and how do we... T- by faith. It's done by faith. Do we believe that these things are available to us? Do we believe that we can, that we can stand, that we can have the strength to stand against the wiles of the enemy of our soul? Right? Right? Yeah, we can. But we have to move. We can't we can't continue, my brothers and sisters, to, to do what we're doing now and just to make it you know, this is this is a comfortable thing. I can sit in my lazy boy as it were now I'm not tre- I'm not- listen, hear my heart. I'm not being hypercritical of anyone who is shut in or anyone who, because they are a little bit concerned about the the virus issue and all that, you're staying home, please hear my heart. I am not criticizing you. But here's what I know. As soon as this thing started, me, among many others, I am not going to stand here and claim to you that, oh, God gave me this divine revelation. Everybody knows this. And you don't have to be, you could be spiritually blind in one eye and can't see out the other to know that things are never going to be the same. Things have changed. And some things may be for the better, but I'm I'm, I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, this thing, we have to fight with both fists and all of the armament that God has given us. That we do not get lethargic. We do not get lazy. We do not go ahead and get comfortable with attending church sometimes because after all, I can go ahead and attend the church of my choice any old day, any old time that I want to. No, that's, that's not what we're made for. Remember the, the the Easter service. Remember all of the other services. Remember all of the things where I'm talking. We were made to assemble, to come into each other's company. Look at how happy some of you were to see each other this morning. Some of you that haven't seen each other. Look at how you know, we get to see uh, Rachel's family and, and the babies. Rachel and Mitch holding their new babies. Isn't that, isn't that awesome? Isn't that so great? Seth. I hadn't seen Seth in a long time. Look at Seth. Is, man, Seth is trimming down. I don't know if he's pumping the iron. Seth is building up. I hope he's building up in the faith like he's building up in the body. You know what I'm saying? Hallelujah! He'll be a spiritual giant. Seth Rowe, My man. I hadn't seen him in a long time. So look at how happy. Oh, man. I know that. Don't I? Hey, I'm old, but not that old. Our, our sister here, who, who I haven't seen in a while. We, man, isn't that so great? Why? Because when we come together, something happens. We have to come together. Again, I'm not trying to demean all of that. I, I, I've heard from other ministers the same. I told people long ago, I think within the second week, if you, felt, if you were one of them that I told, please say yes and amen. I said, there will be some people that will not come back to church. I say that to Anybody? Yes, and I've met with other ministers, meetings, and they're saying they're all saying the same thing. We know that. On the other hand, what might come good, or there might be some good that some people that haven't been to church in a while, or who are thinking about it, this may cause them to go to church, Amen. which would be a great thing. But now it's up to us, you, you folks in this room, you folks in this room. It's now when they do come to church out of curiosity or whatever the case may be, or they're being, you know, they're being nudged by Holy Spirit what are they going to see when they come? Right? That's what, that's what we're responsible for. So we should be building ourselves up. We should be, listen, we should be growing in the Lord. We should not be lethargic. We should not be, you know, uh, there should not be any spiritual apathy. There, it, we should be on fire. We should be moving. We should be stirred up. Come on now. We should be ready at all times. Amen? Well, let's go ahead, I'm a, see you're saying "Amen," so let's continue, and then let's see if you say "Amen or "Oh me" in a little while. So we're going to go to Second Peter in uh, chapter one. Second Peter chapter one. But also for this very reason in verse five, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue, to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For these things are yours and abound, you will, if these things, excuse me, if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of your, our Lord Jesus Christ. Great, great scripture right there. The, the, the Apostle, the Holy Spirit's the really Apostle is, is giving us some keys, right? So now I put up the Amplified for you. And for those of you who are listening, if you don't have an Amplified handy, just, just listen uh, and I'll try to read it as clearly and slowly as I can. Because the Amplified really, and so, so for some of you who don't know, maybe this is the first time and you're not familiar with the Amplified, what the Amplified Bible does is it takes the Greek translation and gives it a little bit more depth as it relates to those original Greek words, what their meanings were. So beginning now again in verse 5. For this reason, adding your diligence, the divine promise, employ every effort in exercising your faith. Do you see that word? In exercising your faith to develop virtue. Virtue defined as excellence, resolution, Christian, Christian energy. And in exercising virtue, in exercising virtue, develop knowledge, intelligence. Now, I want to... Intelligence concerning the things of God, your knowledge of God, your knowledge in Jesus. Not necessarily just, you know, uh, I'm going to get my master's degree in something now. No, no, no not, not that. Uh, this is talking about the, not your knowledge as it relates to God, what, what God is giving you and what's coming from and about God. In verse 6, and in exercising knowledge develop self-control. And in exercising self-control, develop steadfast. Steadfastness is defined as patience, endurance. And in exercising steadfastness, develop godliness. Godliness. Anybody know what godliness means? Walking as God would walk. Walking in, you know, walking definitely in circum. We're walking circumspectly, understanding who he is, what he, being, you know, piety, uh, uh, pious. Amen. Okay. And in exercising godliness, develop brotherly affection, and in exercising brotherly affection, develop Christian love. For as these qualities are yours and increasingly abound in you, did you hear what that just said? as these qualities are yours and increasingly abound in you. These things should be on the increase. We should be working. Are you with me? They will keep you from being idle. Don't Don't be sitting in the lazy boy all the time listening to Pastor Tony or anybody else or your second favorite preacher. Listen. Don't be idle or unfruitful unto the full personal knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Do you see what... I've highlighted there. Exercising. Exercising. Man, there, there's, there's, there's this action that's, that's connected with the attribute. Are you there? So, so look, there's an action. So now watch. Let me go back just a bit. So hang with me. Employ every effort in exercising your faith to develop virtue. So my brothers and sisters, look, I could say that I have faith and faith is a gift from God. There's no question about that. One of the fruits of the Spirit is a characteristic of God, and it's also one of the gifts of God. God could give us special faith to do special things. Are you with me? But now, as I'm developing faith as a Christian, I need to exercise that faith in order to develop the virtue or this Christian, this Christ-like energy, this strength in Christ. Are you with me? So, okay, so now watch. So I could say that I have faith and I can have this mental disposition or I could decide that, you know, uh, yeah, Christ is risen, but if I don't do anything about it, that's where I sit. That's where I sit. That's where I stay. See, so what this scripture is telling us is we need to exercise that so that we can further develop. Boy, you're all looking at me like, man, that, this is great stuff. This is this is great. This is this these are keys to us being successful as it relates to bearing the fruit that Jesus has called you to bear. Amen? Being able to do the work that He's called you to do. Because remember where we were. See, we're we are we are to serve God. We we've gotten that backwards in the church even. We we think that when we come to Christ it's so that He could serve us so that He could you know, wave His magic wand on our life and everything gets better. No, what He says is, I'm going to be your firm foundation. When you have your faith and you put your trust in Me, when the storm comes, because they're coming, when the storm comes, you're not going to be blown away. Because, and then when the next storm comes, guess what? You're already going to know, I've got something firm to stand on. I, he, he, he. Listen, remember what's that song? I've seen you move, you've moved the mountains, and I believe... Right? It's a great song. How many of us, we've seen... Don't make fun of my singing, I'm just saying. That, do, do you know that? So look, I you'll do it again. See, we all have experience, most of us who are born again, truly born again, we have had some experience with, with God. We've had some things happen to us. And see, listen, my brothers, I don't need to see the supernatural for me to have faith. However... However, it doesn't hurt. (laughs) And the other thing is, because I've set my mind and my heart on Him right here, right now, in what I knew, and I acted according to when I was a baby, I acted according to what I knew, right then, right there. Uh, Whatever little uh, knowledge that I had of Him, I acted accordingly, and then He added to the knowledge. Come on now. Hallelujah. So, look, I'm still developing. I don't know if you know that. I, I expected one amen, but you know I'm still developing in verse 6 extend uh, exercising knowledge develops self control that self control thing is 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 a tough thing for you know when you're a passionate Italian guy you know what Italian <laughs> so I could I could justify about, about anything if I want to don't blame it on my heritage but don't we do that yes we do But there is no excuse. Why? Because I've got all of these other things that are building and that I'm exercising. And when I'm exercising these things in my life, these other things become part of the the, the arrows in the quiver. It it develops this Christian character. It develops these... Now I'm even more firmly implanted on this foundation. Are you you with me? And uh, listen, so now I'm exercising self-control. There are many people that I know have... a lot of self-control. I mean, there are people who are just sure enough, they, man, I know people that could, just by the, the, the act of their own will, can do things. And I know people who can modify their own behavior, and we've seen it among us. We've seen it among people that, we've, that have been in our atmosphere, where they can modify their behavior. But see, God is not looking for us to modify our behavior. God is looking for us to be changed on the inside and then the behavior to follow. Right? So, if I'm modifying my behavior, that's not what he's talking about here. That kind of self-control. You know, yeah. For now, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to exercise self-control knowing that, you know, let's just say this. It's just, I, I, everything in me is right now screaming to you know, lash out at someone who's done me wrong. Self-control. I'm not going to do it. God, I need your help because everything in me... And it, see, now Watch. So now, as I'm continuing to exercise that, as I'm continuing to exercise that, you know what happens? Something happens on the inside because he's adding to my Christian character. And so, something is changing on the inside because I'm exercising that. So now watch. Now, that same thing, that same issue, I don't have that... I'm not compelled to act and react in the same way. It doesn't have the same effect on me. Why? Because I've exercised something. Me and Holy Spirit have exercised something and so now I've grown a little bit. I'm moving. I'm exercising. I'm growing, baby. Hey, can you put the picture of that kid back up there? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you get the picture. I mean, we're going on and on and we're moving and we're moving. And, and so for these qualities are yours you increasingly abound in you and that it will keep you from being idle or unfruitful. See, my brothers and sisters, we've got to fight this thing being idle. Now, just because we're busy working, raising children, uh, this thing, that thing, the other thing, that doesn't mean that we're not idle. This is speaking to us as it relates to what the Lord has called us to. Remember, He's not here to serve us. We're here to serve Him. Without working out, we are never going to be built up. We've got to be built up. And we've got to do it by exercising, working, by doing those things that we're called to do. Not sitting on the chair waiting for it to fall on me. Not sitting on. See, come on now. You, know, I know this. There are. I could be sitting in that chair, and I've done it. I'm sitting in that chair, lean back, and I'm and I'm just listening to one of my second favorite preachers. And all of a sudden, Holy Spirit just ministers something to me, and you know, Hallelujah! I've gotten that. I mean, I've had to walk around the house. I'm clapping, praying in tongues, and man, this is all he got all over me. Man, and I could, and that's a genuine. I can have a genuine Holy Spirit experience. But but here's the thing. And what am I doing with that? Because if I had church by myself in that house right then and there, what good did it do for the kingdom of God? Nothing. God is building me up. God is ministering to me. God is imparting these things to me so that he, I could serve him. So that I could get up out of that chair, I can go ahead and live my life. Listen, Exercising what he brought to me in that chair so that he can bring me the next thing so that I can exercise that and get out of the darn chair and live it up so that I can also be building the kingdom which what he that's what he's called me to do. Hallelujah. We gotta keep building it. See, but 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 well watch. Working. I gotta do these works. I gotta work. I gotta work. I got if I don't work, I don't get built up. If I don't work right? Come on now. What was that? What's that um no pain no gain. Man, if I don't if I don't extend myself, if I don't, you know, get pushed, I'm not being built up. I've got to work. I mean, it's going to be work. It's going to grind. Sometimes it's going to grind. So I'm not going to like it all the time. In fact, probably most of the time I don't like it. Let's be real. But without working on it, I cannot be built up. Now, Ephesians chapter two. I want I, to don't don't turn there. Just listen to me, because this is the thing that just drives me up the pear tree. For by grace you are saved. For by grace you are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves; it is the gift of God. Lest any man should boast. So every say it's not works. By grace you are saved through faith. It's faith, 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 faith alone. Amen? Amen. Yes. The saving, the, the saving that was done was not based on something that I did except come to repentance, except trust that what he did paid the price for me and I repented. Right? That's the saving. No, I didn't deserve it. I, 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 didn't, I didn't work for it. Um, I didn't do anything to finally get to this plateau where now I've reached this uh, pinnacle of salvation. Now I've, I've been going to church for X, I've checked off all of the boxes, and now I'm saved. No, uh-uh. By grace, I'm saved through faith. Just like everything. It's faith. But now, listen, if my faith isn't in the right things, if my faith is weak and, and shallow, you know, uh, that means that there are going to be some times that I may be unsure even if I'm saved. I've got to be working on that. I've got to be building up that faith. I've got to be exercising that faith to make sure that I know that I know that it doesn't matter and my faith has to be in the right thing. Amen? Okay, so now look. I I love James. The the book settles it for us. Remember, Abraham is the father of the faithful. Amen? So remember, Abraham. Why, Why is he known for that? Well, because he, listen... He trusted God. And God accounted it to him as righteousness. Read Romans. You know, read, read, read. Well, God told him to get up and go and move from where you are and I'm going to take you someplace that you not know not of. But I'm going to take you there. So Abraham didn't know where he was going. All he knew that was God that told him to get up and go. So he got up and went. Not knowing exactly where he was going. So God accounted that to him as righteousness. And then remember the true test, the real test came, right? When the, finally he got the promise after all of those years, he gets his son Isaac. And God says to him, here's what I need for you to do. I need you to sacrifice your son. I need you to take him and sacrifice him to me. Go to the place I'll show you. And then, he listen, what did Abraham do? Abraham did it. He took his son as much as he loved him, as long as he's waited for him. As much, listen, as much, love that he had, as much joy that he had, as much time that he's had invested. God said, sacrifice him to me. And he went up that hill and he was getting ready to sacrifice his own son, to kill his son and to burn him, to offer him to God. So now what James tells us is in this book, now wait a minute, wait a minute, let let me just read this to you. You believe this is James two nineteen, you believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, O oh foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works, and by his works faith was made perfect. You hear that? How do we know he had faith? How do we know? When God said, get up and go, he got up and went. How do we know he had faith? Well, when God said, sacrifice your one and only son, he went up the mountain, he was getting ready to do it. Father, I see, I see the wood, I see the... But uh, Where's the lamb? You, you are it, son. You are it. See, can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Well, that's ridiculous. That, that God would require that. He hasn't required that of any of us, praise the lord. But what about the things that we can give to him? See, what about exercising those things that we should be exercising? See, for us and in this day and age that we live in, it's really easy to sit back and have the and have the lazy boy church and get everything brought to our laps, as it were. Got my coffee here. Hey, Michelle, bring me another donut. I mean, c- c- come on. Now, y'all. You know, that's a little facetious, but you understand what I'm saying to you? We get in this comfort zone, and then, you know, then we're working on the things that we think we need to be working on. But, what about the works that God has called us to? What about the things that God has called us to? They take the back seat. Why? It's not convenient. It's not comfortable. This man, this, this chair is comfortable. By the way, I, I get used to this. No, I can't. I cannot sit still. And, man, we can't sit still. We can't get lazy. We can't be lulled into sleep. We can't go ahead and say, you know. And I, I know some ministers are just really excited about what's going on via the internet. And and some of it is exciting. Believe it or not, this little old church goes around the globe. And there are people in foreign countries uh, halfway around this earth that are listening to our services. And I'm so thankful for that. We're reaching people that, we, that I, I wouldn't be able to reach otherwise. But my brothers and sisters, think about this. That, he's going to move and he's going to shake and the enemy of our soul is not going to sit by and relax about this. They're already censoring things that are on the internet. So how long do you think it will be before things like this will be censored? Not long. Not long. So, oh, we're yeah, we're real excited. We're going to go ahead and we're going to preach and teach on it. Yeah, you'll be able to preach and teach as long as you don't offend them, and the line will be pushed. You can say this, but you can't say that. And then when you say it, you're going to be censored. I'll tell you right now. They they listen. I mean, the first week when we went live, there was we played a bit of a song or something, and there was maybe a uh, we got a notice of some kind of copyright thing or whatever but it was not bad or whatever the case may be. Tony worked it out, thank God. But my brothers and sisters, artificial intelligence, they don't even have to have a person listening. The, the computers themselves can pick up on words and phrases. You know, right now, for all I know, and I know last week I probably got flagged for something. I'm probably getting flagged right now. Who knows? Who cares? See, but my brothers and sisters, if we get dependent, if we relax and we think that this is all about the media and it's all about electronics and I can reach around the globe and I can't even take ties on the internet, so what? How long before your ties get intercepted? Are you hearing me? Do I sound extreme? Good, because you know why? We're right there. We are right there. We cannot get. Lazy, we got to be diligent. We have to be working and exercising and grow our faith muscles, building up our faith, being ready and able to do the work that God has called us to do. Amen? So remember, and and I love this, in in, uh, John 14, Jesus said, you know, "The, the, the works that I do, these things you'll do in greater. Man, think about the things that he did. Man, he raised the dead. He cleansed the leopard. He opened up blind eyes. Man, he, look at all of the things that he did. In fact, John, the Gospel of John, the Holy Spirit inspired John to write, listen, he did so many things, there's not a book big enough that could fit all the things that he did. And look at what he's saying to us. See, when he was on the earth, that was one man doing it one at a time. Now he's got his spirit dwelling in you and me. So globally, this whole thing could be going on simultaneously. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. But we it can't happen. It can't happen if we're not grounded and rooted in him. It can't happen if we're getting lazy and we're not exercising. We're not building up the faith muscles. We're not going out there and with the stuff that he gives us, we're working it, baby. We're working it, Caesar. We're working it. Why? Because I want more. I'm going to give him more. I'm going to get more. Why? So I could be rich, fat, and happy? No! So that I could build His kingdom, that I could do the things that He's called me to do. I am His servant; He is not my servant. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. So look, here's the thing: when whenever He's greater things, yeah, I want to walk on water, and I want. Let, let, let's start. Let's slow that bang down. Let's just let's slow your roll just a little bit. Listen, because man, I, I get, and I've said this before, so forgive me, but I don't care. When I start hearing all of these people about, whoa, this prophecy, that prophecy, and demonology and all this other, yeah, it's great, it's nice to talk about and everything, but man, you know, why in the world are you spending your time on demonology when you're not even sure if you're completely saved? How in the world can you go ahead and, and waste your time chasing down and looking up the devil and seeing where he's hiding and all that stuff? He's right there in the open. You don't even need to find him. I'm telling you right now. How in the world will you need to do, when all you need to do is seek Jesus? When all you need to, my brothers and sisters, when you should be growing your own faith, when you don't even have the faith to pray for a headache, but you want to walk on water, chase a demon down. Come on! Now I'm not trying to be hypercritical. I'm just saying, let's start small. Let's just be faithful in some of the little things and let's start working up to it. You know, I remember when I was a little bit boy. All right, see, I know someone was going to get... F- when I was a younger boy. How's that? I was always this size. No. When I was real small and my father was into bodybuilding and I used to watch him. And he'd be in that room. He'd be lifting weights and all that stuff. And, and I wanted to do it. And I must have been... Five years old, maybe? I can't even remember how old I was. It was a long time ago. And so what he did was, you want to do, yes, I want to do this, Dad, show me, teach me. So I remember, he put me on the bench and he was teaching me how to bench press. You know what he did? He gave me just the barbell. I started off with the barbell and no weight. Why are you laughing? I was only five years old. Come on, give me a break. I huh, see, start small. I did so start small. Taught me the technique, pump them out, and then little by little he was adding weight. Right? By the time I was in high school, I could I could throw a little weight around. A lot more than I weighed. I could I could bench press a lot of weight for a little guy. Why? Because I built up to that. I didn't go, you know, I never Picked up a weight in my life, and then I go into the gym, and I'm, you know, bench pressing two something. No, I'm not. I'm, I, I It was built up. My brothers and sisters, that's the way we need to do with uh, with our walk with God, man. Trust Him in some of these little things. Just trust Him, and then listen. That's going to grow. Then He's going to add to your faith. Come on, do you are you hearing me? Am I talking to myself? Come on now. Man, trust Him in these little things. Start exercising your faith. Start exercising knowledge. Trust what you already know. Don't try to impress me with what you think you know. Trust what you already know. You ever get around people and they're going to talk, you you get on the God subject and they always want to try and uh, one-up you? Oh my gosh, man. Don't try to impress. I don't care what you know. I mean, I care to the extent that the Holy Spirit wants me to care. If, if I'm sent there to minister to you, yeah, I care. I'm going to impart something to you. But I, listen, I'm not going to get into a knowledge contest with somebody. Someone always knows more than me. Always. And those are the people sometimes I like being around because I can learn something from them. I don't have to be insulted, prideful, or anything else. There are people in this room that know certain things about certain subject matter, I, I would bet, that, that maybe they can impart something to me. What's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with that. Nothing. But see, my brothers and sisters, I need, to, I need the exercise. So I'm going to get around you. You're going to challenge me. I'm going to challenge you. But not to the extent I'm looking to one-up you. I'm trying to love on you. See, I want to go back real quick if I can to that Peter. You know what it says? When, when it says that, you know, uh, let me go back there. I'm going to read it. It's going to be verse, uh, you can look it up later. Verse 7, exercising godliness, develop brotherly affection. That's phileo. This affectionate love that we have for one another, as we know, familiar, as we're familiar with each other. We develop that familiar. But, but then look what it says uh, after that. Um, brother love, brotherly love, affection, develop Christian love. So you exercise that brotherly love. We don't graduate to agape if we can't handle phileo. Are you with me? Well, I can't, I can't love unconditionally. I can't go ahead and have my whole heart into loving somebody. Come on now. I could put it on. I can make believe. But if push comes to shove and it's me or you, we'll find out if that's really agape or if that's just phileo. Come on. I'm not trying to be critical. I'm trying to show you something here. No, no, no. Holy Spirit. We've got we to gotta work at it. We've got to exercise it. Sometimes I got to you know what? even though I don't like you right now, man, I, I tell you the truth. You're my family, I love you, and I'm going to exercise the love that I have for you. that's going to override you, know, you acting a fool right at this moment. How many, how many mothers I know we got mothers in here. Listen, this is Mother's day, so let's speak to their mothers. Do you always like your children? I'm just saying Just saying. So you've got to exercise some things. You've got to no. Come on. So now watch. Listen to me. Listen to me. Don't get distracted now. Listen to me. If I can go ahead and I can exercise that brotherly love, that 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 phileo love, even in the face of I don't even like you right now, but I know because you're my family. Because I love you, I'm gonna right. I want what's best for you. I still have this affection for you. So now, the more I do that, then it becomes a little bit different. Now, I'm building, I'm I'm exercising. I'm pumping the iron, baby. I'm building up to that agape love where you can stink on ice. You can treat me bad, real bad. I'm not even related to you, but guess what? It doesn't matter. I'm committed to you and I'm going to go ahead and do what it takes to make sure that your needs are met. Hallelujah. See, come on now. I, I can't just do that. That's Holy Spirit working in me, but I've got to go ahead and exercise that come man. Sometimes I feel like I'm speaking Greek up here. Start small. Start small. Almost done. Hang on, give me a little bit in, just a little more. Give you a couple quick examples. Alright? So remember. Um, whew, warm myself out. I need exercise. In John chapter 9. Jesus and his disciples were passing by and they saw this, this blind man. And the blind man was blind from birth. And so his disciples asked him the question. to say, hey, is, his, is he born blind because of his sin or because of his parents' sin? And Jesus said, neither. So that God could be glorified. Remember that? Okay. So, that's a pretty awesome thing. I want to say this, but I'm going to come back to it. So please hang on to it. In verse 4, he says, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. See, my brothers and sisters, remember a couple of weeks ago, we're the light now. He's gone, physically. But spiritually, his spirit is in us. And so in Matthew, remember in Matthew 6, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. So light, it's not fully dark yet. Why? How do I know that? because you're still here. Right? So now we're the light of the world. Now we with the spirit of Jesus in us, we become the light of the world. And so we must work the works of him who sent us. Are you with me? Now, am I stretching that? No, we that's just what scripture says. So now I've got to work the work. I've got to work the work. See, work is a dirty word to a lot of people. I'm not trying you know that. I'm not trying to be funny here, but you know when he said these things, when Jesus said these things, he spat on the ground and he made some mud. And and he remember he he put the, put it over the blind guy's eyes and he says, "Go and wash in the pool of Siloam." Remember that? Okay, so he did that. So now this guy didn't even know who Jesus was. He just knows somebody who's a teacher. He's just got asked some questions and he just spit on the ground, and put mud on my eyes. The first thing I'm thinking about, and it doesn't even have to be during COVID-19 pandemic, first thing I'm thinking about, how do I get this mud and saliva off my eyes? But Jesus says specifically, go and wash in the pool of Siloam. Right? Now, he didn't stop. Have, wait, I'm gonna go to Miss Catherine's house. Miss Catherine always keeps a fresh basin of water out there. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go over there. I'm gonna wash these. I can't wait to get this stuff off my eyes. No, no, no. Uh, there's another place. There's a puddle. There's, you know, someone's got a little bucket of water over there. There's a well, but I don't even have to go all the way to the pool of Salome. There's water near by. No. No, specifically. Go to the pool of Siloam. If he would have went anywhere else, he would not have seen. I know it like I know the back of my hand. I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, go and do simple, just a simple thing, right? A simple thing. Then there's, a, there's another one. Remember blind Bartimaeus? Jesus was going in, uh, to, into Jerusalem. He's on his way because he knows that, you know, it's, it's almost time. So he's going in there, Mark chapter 10. Now, you know, blind Bartimaeus, he's sitting by the roadside, you know, doing his thing, collecting his money. And he hears that Jesus is coming. And he starts crying out to him, Jesus! Jesus! Right? The, the, the crowd say, Shh, shush! Don't, don't make a fuss. Don't make a fuss. We don't want to offend him. We don't, we don't want you all blind people. You, 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 we don't want you people who are infirmed. We don't want you, people who are, are the castaways. You know, you're infirm. See, you're infirm because you probably had sin in your family. We, you, we don't want you. Don't be yelling out to the rabbi. Don't be doing that. And it says that he yelled even the louder Jesus, son of David. Jesus, son of David. See what he's confessing with his mouth? I know who you are. Jesus, son of David. Jesus stops. What does he say? Go and get him. Bring him to me. So now watch. I, 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 I'm weird this way, because 'cause I'm picturing stuff. So now they go, "Hey, he's calling you." All of a sudden, those same naysayers, "Hey, let, come on, let's go. I'm on, let me bring him. No, you bring him. No, I'm, no, no, I'm going to bring him." He told me he was looking my way when he said, "Bring him to me." I'm going up to. I'm. On. You know that's how people are. You know how that's how they are. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Hush! 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 Don't say that name. Don't inf- no, don't do that. Don't do that. No, oh, oh, come on. I'm going with you. See, my brothers and sisters, we have to go ahead and at least be willing to say with our mouths and believe in our hearts to the extent that, Jesus, I know who you are and I'm not going to let anybody shut me up. No one is going to tell me to pipe down. I love you, Jesus, and I know who you are and I don't care who else knows it. Amen? And not just when I need something. So brings him over to him. And Jesus, watch, watch. Jesus says, what do you want? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? Did Jesus know what he wanted? Yeah. Of course he did. But I want to see. I want to see. I know you can make me see. I know you can do this. Jesus, I know you can make me see. I know you have power over my my body. I know that you can speak it. You can do any. I know that you can heal me. I know you can. Come on. But I want to tell you, there's one little item that I left out. And I'm going to tell you, this is a very... Listen, I'm not going to go sideways here. I want you to pay attention to this. Because there's one little item I left out. When they went and got him, he didn't... What? Who? Me? When? How? What? No, I can't see. Bring him to me. No, you know what he did? It says he threw off his garment. He threw off his garment. Why? Why? So he can get there quicker. So he can get there quicker. See, I'm going to tell you all something, and some of you ain't going to like this. You know what? The reason why you keep lingering and you're not making that next leap, you're not going for, because you're hanging on to those garments from back yonder. You keep hanging on to those garments and they're tripping you up. They're slowing you down. I've got this ought in my heart for so-and-so. This person never liked me. You see the way she... You know, that heifer cross-eyed me. I'm not... No, but you remember that and you hold it. And, and see, as funny as that sounds, that's what it is. I keep going... Man, I, when I was a kid, I was treated this way and, you know, I have every right to be a victim or I was living in this relationship and this and that and the other thing. I have every right to feel that way. I'm just... No, no! You, you, you leave those garments back there. The Master has called you. He's got the power to heal you. And everything that He's calling you to does not involve where you came from. Hallelujah. Now look, that doesn't mean that everything that I experienced when I was a kid, I mean, I have some great memories. I had a wonderful mother and father that took care of me. And I have some great memories when we weren't saved. So I'm not trying to say, but my brothers and sisters, here's what I cannot do. I cannot bring, listen, any of my baggage to this pulpit and preach to you a word of God that's based on that slant. And neither can I go ahead, and listen, neither can I go ahead and say, Jesus, fix me, but, but, but I want to hang on to this. Jesus, you know, fixed me, but I've got these attitudes that I just can't... See. There are these people and these relationships and there are these, these things that happened to me in my past and, you know what, you know, after all, I mean, it happened to me and, and it didn't happen like this to anybody else. Oh, you know what, listen, I feel bad for, for you and I'm thankful, again, to God that I didn't have those experiences. And, and maybe sometimes, you know, someone might say, well, it's easy for you to say Tony, because you're not in my shoes and you've ever... Listen, I've had some issues too. Maybe different issues than you. But we all have had issues. And what I cannot do is bring my issues to Jesus and say, look, I want to hang on to this, but you go ahead and do a work. No, what i got to do is go to Jesus and say, listen, I can't get rid of this. Can you help me get rid of it? I know you want it gone, but it's, it's not in my power to get it gone. I've tried, Jesus, but can you help me get it gone? So let's, let's, let's not worry about giving me eyes to see first. Let's first get rid of some of this luggage, some of this baggage that I'm bringing so that I can see. Ooh, that was good. Someone should have wrote that down. Amen. Little things, man. Little things. Come, bring them to me. Throw down the coat and I'm, I'm there. What do you want? I want to see. Your faith. Golly, come on now. Another little thing. Little, little, little thing. And this is what you I want you to remember. Remember the first um, recorded miracle that Jesus did. Yep. The winning Cana. Right? His mother, it's, it's got nothing to do with blah, blah, blah. And he says to her, listen, it's not my time yet. I don't want, you know what I mean? I'm not even, this." not. And then what, what did Mary say to the stewards? Amen. What Whatever he says, do it. Whatever he says, do it. She knew something. What did she know? He has the power. All he has to do is say it. Done. So my brothers and sisters, is he the same Jesus? Isn't he the same Jesus? Does he love you as much? that That wasn't even anything that was a big deal to him. He just wanted to help his mother out. That wasn't even that big of a deal to him. That was just something He did so a little Italian guy could say it in 2020. Look what Jesus did. It was a little thing. But my brothers and sisters, how many more of the big things that you have in your life? Big things to you. But man, what about the little things? What about some of the little stuff? The day-to-day stuff? Let me continue. Are you with me still? Can I go a little longer? I didn't hear any no's, so I'm going. Hallelujah. How about a negative? Here, I'm going to give you a negative one. I'm going to give you a negative one. King David. King David. King David, right? In 2 Samuel chapter 11. It was the time of the year when the kings went out and fought. David hung back in Jerusalem. Was David called to be God's warrior king? Yes. Was David supposed to hang back in Jerusalem? No. His position was to be God's warrior king. But because he didn't work that work, because he didn't do what he was called to do, because he was a little slack in that, he was a little bit comfortable. He sat back in the Lazy Boy, my brothers and sisters. He probably even had a a lounge chair set up on the roof. When he sat down in that lounge chair, he's looking across and there's Bathsheba and there's where the trouble begins. Oh, I'm so comfortable up in here. What's that over yonder? Oh. I'm not I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just telling you this is the way things happen. Man, we have to continue to exercise and do those things that God has called us to do. So we can go from this to this to this, and we are ready and able and willing to do the work that He's called us to do. Amen? All right. So now 2 Timothy 3, 16. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man or woman, the person, my peeps, the peeps of God may be com- complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Ha! Huh. For every good work. Who defines the work? He does. I can't do what seems good to me and it might be good. According to whose standard? It may be good for someone else, but their work is their work and my work is my work. He's called me to do something differently, so I'm going to do something. He's called me to do the good work. The good work is good by definition because He's ordained it for me. So let me say it this way. Maybe I was a little bit too wordy. I think I lost him, Tori. Here, here. Your good work and my good work may look totally different. If I try to do your good work, it ain't good. Why? Because God didn't command me to do it. Did that make better sense? Yeah, you like my grammar? Uh, Welcome to Dade City. (laughs) So, the good works God gets to define the good works. Uh, Titus 2. Our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. So, let me ask y'all something. Are you zealous for good works? If you're his people, if you're his own special people, you should be zealous for good works and the works that he's called you to. Remember, one last one and then we're going to go. Lock the door. 1 <laughs> Timothy six seventeen. Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty nor to trust in uncertain riches but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Let them do good that they may be rich in good works. Ready to give, willing to share, storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come that they may lay hold onto eternal life. My brothers and sisters, yeah, but Tony, why are you preaching there? This is a little old church, there ain't nobody rich in this. Well, let me just say, what is rich? When you talk about what is, um, who he's talking to, and you look at who he's talking to, he's, man, everybody in this room qualifies as rich. But now let's just say, for an instance, you want to say this, I'm not, but just say, Tony's stretching, he's taking a little attitude. Okay. I would venture to say that most people, most people, not all people, most people who are not rich are trying to figure out how to get rich. Well, that wasn't very, I'm going to go to this side, they seem like they understood that a little better, so I'm going to preach to them. Now, you know what I'm saying, think about this, I've run into young men all the time, all the time, who are thinking about two things, number one, Athletes, how, how they can become the world-class athlete and make the do-re-me. Or how they can become the next hip-hop or rap star so that they can cash in and make the do-re-me. Well, that's not everybody, Tony. No, a great deal. A great deal. So look, I don't want to be rich. This might be you. I don't want to be rich. I just want to be comfortable. Anybody ever hear that? All right, so let's get comfortable. Let's just sit back in the lazy boy, have church in the recliner, and get comfortable. That's not what we're called to do. That's not what we're called to do. We can't do that. So my brothers and sisters, let me, we're rich. We are already rich. Our Father has it all, owns it all. We may go, we, listen, listen, If we can get a hold of building the spiritual muscles and focus our attention on Him first and have our feet firmly planted, guess what happens? We're going to be happier. We're going to have joy. We're going to have joy. And money can't buy that. He says, all of the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. We can have health. All of the promises of God, all of those things. My brothers and sisters, His protection, His divine protection. My brothers and sisters, we can have have such a relationship with God. We can have such a relationship with God that when we pray for our children, mothers, fathers, when we pray for our children, we know that we know that we know that it's done. We stand in the gap for our kids, for our loved ones. Man, we can have that kind of relationship. That kind of, our father is rich; he owns it all. Amen. But sometimes we get war weary, don't we? See, remember, we're in this battle; we're fighting this fight, and by faith, we're equipped. By faith, but we get war weary every day is a struggle. you don't know, and I... yes, I do. I do know, because I go through it too. But we need to change our focus, change our mindset. Well we have to remember that we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. My brothers and sisters, the battle is already won. And sometimes when we're in the middle of it, we're thinking, you know, we have to have a change. We need to change our perspective. If we can just grab a hold of this, that we are already winners. I've had to tell myself so many times over the last month, I read the back of the book, I win. Uh, something is happening. Something's challenging me. And someone, blah, 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 this and that. Blah, blah, blah. Problems, problems. This issue, that issue, the other issue. Things going wrong. Okay, right in the middle of it, Stop. Stop. I've read the back of the book. I win. I'm on the winning team. Guaranteed. He's already won. He's already won. And if you're in him, that means that you are more than a conqueror because he loves you. Amen. Amen. So look, let's change our let's, let's, let's change everything. Let's change about Let's, let's look. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, all these things will be added unto you. All, all, these, all these little scriptures that we can memorize and, and we could say them and they're great and all this other stuff, but they're only meaningful if we're living it out, if we're exercising it. Let's not get lazy. Let's exercise. Let's build up the faith muscles. Amen? Stand with me, please.